0: Listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host Faraz Sadiki and Zach Rosudo. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco at 18 against Seattle. This is a really, really good matchup. Obviously, we like McKinnon more, who we have in our top 10 right now. Uh, but Pacheco against Seattle, you know, he should get 15 carries in this game pretty easily. Uh, this is a, a game where Seattle, uh, you know, has been given up so many fantasy points to running backs they've been really really bad uh, so yeah just, just start Pacheco as a solid RB two. I think it's it's that simple um, and then Miles Sanders at 19 and Travis Etienne at 20 you know Etienne's really low here uh, in, yep. in our rankings but now will he get volume I think he will I think he will get volume I don't think I don't see the Jets like going up in this game right, right. but it is a little bit of a tougher matchup uh, he's not really being used in the passing game at all Couple couple catches here and there this year, uh, and Miles Sanders at nineteen. You know, even though he he didn't come through last week when we wanted him to, and then afterwards he gave the middle finger to every fantasy football fan uh, on Twitter. <laughs> um, you know, I think he can still get it done against Dallas. Dallas hasn't been you know this great rushing defense or anything like that. If this game stays close, Sanders could get it done, and it's possible that with Minshew under center, they try to start depending on Sanders from the get.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good way to look at it. The Eagles are definitely going to be relying more on Miles Sanders in the run game in general this week with Gardner Minshew, a quarterback. I don't think it's that, you know, it's not going to be severely handicapped to the point where we need to change rankings really for the receivers. But Miles Sanders stands to see the best boost, you know, because Jalen Hurts is out. He had a couple good weeks before this last week where he just put up an absolute dud. You know, he had that fumble and uh, things weren't looking really good for him last week against a beatable Bears defense, you know, if I'm not mistaken, they were allowing some of the most – was it the most fantasy points to running yeah. backs last week? Yeah, so he, he kind of fell short in that matchup. But in the division matchup against the Cowboys, Miles Sanders should be able to get it done. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go for 80 yards. A touchdown I think is right in his wheelhouse, and that's going to be plenty enough to justify his ranking at 19.
0: Do you like him more than Isaiah Pacheco this week? Or David Montgomery?
1: I think I, I, think I like him more than Isaiah Pacheco just because of the way Jarek McKinnon is playing. You know, it's going to be a shootout. I'm not sure if they're going to be relying too much on the run game. You know, against Seattle, Kansas City is. Uh, But Dave Montgomery, I think he's locked in for enough of a workload in an offense that's really just devoid of weapons that we can keep him over Miles Sanders. But I do like Miles Sanders. I would maybe consider putting him over Isaiah Pacheco.
0: I hear you, dude. Seattle has been given up the second most fantasy points over the four weeks, last four weeks, and then uh, the second most over the season. He over the last four weeks, Seattle has been given up forty fantasy points to running backs each week that's how that's much that's what they average right <laughs> absolutely that's enough for both these guys yeah uh, it know, would be, be unless um,
1: unless direct mckinnon takes 34 of those points like that's what he's had true. you know he's averaging 33 points so that leaves seven on the table for uh pacheco by those numbers
0: hey you never know man 70 yards rushing yeah. i can see that with pacheco and that's it yep. um deandre swift i have him at 21 against carolina uh you know obviously just an upside play he did Get some more snaps last week, which is good. You never know what way this pendulum is going to swing this week, though. Uh Najee Harris at 22 against Vegas. Uh, You know, Vegas is pretty vulnerable uh, to running backs, and, you know, they've been giving up a ton of fantasy points as well. So Najee Harris, you know, he got the volume last week. He ended up scoring, you know. So this Steelers offense is going to be depending on Najee Harris moving forward. And in, in Pittsburgh, I think this game is going to be a little bit closer than we think.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be a close game too, and that would be good news for Najee Harris to continue running the ball. You know, they'll keep the game script in reach. No one's going to run away with this game. Uh, The Steelers' defense hasn't been allowing a whole lot of points to receivers. I don't think if that's the case, but um, I I do like Najee Harris in this matchup. Uh, He's been just like super consistent the past few weeks. He's finding the end zone more, um, so that's good. He's looked a little bit healthier since you know that that injury kind of forced him out of the one game, but. I like him here. I I would be tempted to put him over DeAndre Swift at this point. I think even though he is a floor play, DeAndre Swift, like you said, that pendulum could swing anyway. Justin Jackson is still getting a handful of snaps every game, enough to hamper him a little bit. I would maybe consider putting Najee Harris over him. I'm not sure the upside is there with Najee Harris, but I don't really trust DeAndre Swift at this point. It would be easy to say last week, like a couple weeks ago, we saw his snaps go up, DeAndre Swift, and we got all excited about it, and it came right back down. I'm not trusting this you know, upward trend last week, I think we could easily see him put up another dud performance this week.
0: Yeah. I think in a PPR league, I think their floors are pretty similar.
1: Uh, I I would say, you know, even if
0: Swift goes down. So because of the chance of some more upside, that's probably why I I just lean Swift just by a little bit. Um, Raheem Moser at 23. I have him here uh, assuming that Jeff Wilson is going to play. If he does not play, I would have him higher. Um, I would probably have Raheem – if Jeff Wilson doesn't play, I would have Raheem Mostert probably ahead of Travis Etienne this week around that you know mid-RB2 range uh, just yeah. because of the fact that he has big playability. This Green Bay defense, rushing defense, has been absolutely terrible this year. They're one of the worst in the league. Um, and you know he could take advantage. He did his thing last week against the Bills, and he had uh, a, a very solid workload. So I think at home against Green Bay in a game that's very high-scoring – you want to have Raheem Mostert in your lineup, especially if Jeff Wilson doesn't play. Now, if Jeff Wilson does play, I think Raheem Mostert still is a low-end RB2 because I still think he's going to be the 1A with Wilson a little bit banged up, right? Like not, a, not yeah. at 100%. Uh, so right. it's still a good matchup, still a high-scoring game. Raheem Mostert's still going to be involved. So I think he's a, a pretty good player regardless this week.
1: Yeah, I like Raheem Mostert, definitely. You know, you talk about the Packers not being very good against the, um, running backs. They've been allowing the eighth most fantasy points to running backs over the last four weeks. Um, that's all you could really ask for. And like we said, this is a good weather matchup. You're not going to be worrying about any type of cold weather, even though most of the games are. So I think Raheem Mostert, he's going to be fine. Yep. Dolphins offense should be as dynamic as we've seen it for most of the season.
0: They're going to be swimming, no flopping around swimming, this week. Swimming, right? not They're flopping, yeah. <laughs> swimming, you know, doing some tricks all that yeah. uh, JK J- Dobbins <laughs> at 24 uh, you know, we've seen him be very efficient over the last two weeks. This is also a solid matchup against Atlanta. Um, so, you know, he's going to take the lead. If, if Lamar is back, you know, this is a better thing for JK Dobbins. Keep in mind, the weather isn't amazing. It's like a really cold, cold. It's cold in Baltimore this week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, yeah. Temperature in the twenties, 15 mile per hour winds. Uh, so Dobbins this week, they could depend on the ground game a little bit more. Um, you know, Atlanta, you know, has been pretty vulnerable lately. If Dobbins can continue the efficiency, that'll be great. But just remember that when you're playing Dobbins, you are banking on the efficiency to continue because you're not going to see Dobbins get a 20-carry game.
1: Right. And you said that his his ceiling in his career, he hasn't broken that 15-carry threshold yet, which Correct. Kind of kind of disappointing. But it makes sense, I guess, with Gus Edwards in the backfield. He has been super efficient. I think if he scores a touchdown, that's what makes – him you know a higher up, it's going to give him higher upside we haven't ranked as a low-end rb2 i think his ceiling's like a high-end rb2 if he gets that touchdown i think this is a very you know solid matchup like you said against atlanta where this offense could do better than they did last week against the browns especially if lamar is back we'll have to see how that goes but um jackhead regardless i think he's going to be a safe play and like you said if lamar plays do you move him up do you think um, a couple spots i don't know i feel like you kind of have so. to I don't think so.
0: Would you? I'd rather play. Uh, I, I'm not sure I think I would. Swift has a. I think Swift has a higher floor than Dobbins because he's not involved in the passing game at all. He only right. had 13 carries and 15 carries, and he went. He got nearly 100 yards. I don't think that's going to happen every week, man. You know, and mm-hmm. you know, I think I'd rather play Swift. I think he has more upside, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, Rehe Mostert, I, I want to take advantage of that matchup. Najee Harris, he's more of a bank. To get get uh get a, a higher a bigger workload, yep. He's uh, eleven
1: fantasy points. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and you know he has a chance of scoring with Dobbins at least. Like he's not getting you like eleven points without scoring, you know. Right. And and that's 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 the only thing with Najee at least. You know, he'll he'll get he'll get you twenty carries this week most likely. That's that, w- that would be my guess. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I can see it, man. Like I think Dobbins, you know, he's not at one hundred percent yet, but he's been efficient. Uh, And I can understand, you know, taking him over, but I just, I I don't, he's not involved in the passing game. It's tough for me to put him any higher than this, to be honest. That that makes sense. Yeah. I agree. And then I got Fournette at 25 against Arizona. I'm even tempted to put Fournette above Dobbins just because of how involved he is in the passing game. This is a very, very good matchup against Arizona. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I can see myself putting him over Fournette. I'm sorry, putting him over Dobbins this week. Um, and then we got Jamal Williams. I got Jamal Williams at 26 against Carolina. He's been going lower and lower ever since he stopped scoring. And DeAndre Swift has been a little bit more involved uh, in the offense um, against Carolina. This could be a game where you know they, they choose to run the ball a little bit. They are a little bit vulnerable in the passing game as well. Uh, but you know it really comes down to a touchdown for Jamal. The offense is good. That's why Jamal's here, and he's their primary right. goal line guy. That's the only reason why he's here at this point. Um, but, you know, AJ Dillon at 27, man, like, you know, last three games, you know, he's put up some serious fantasy numbers, right?
1: Yeah, compared to it's what he kind was of, doing.
0: It's kind of fluky, though. It's kind of fluky. You know, the, the, the two weeks before, you know, before the bye, like Aaron Jones got hurt, right, early in that game. So it's like, you know, you got to take that into account. In the last two games, like he's been scoring, you know, with a couple touchdowns, you know, several touchdowns. So less than fifty percent of snaps, less than forty percent of snaps, if I'm not mistaken, last yeah. week. So how are you how are you handling Dylan this week? Like you want to start him, but like his floor is pretty low.
1: Yeah, I'd say the floor is really low with AJ Dylan. I mean, the Dolphins, they're a pretty good matchup over the last four weeks. They're allowing the fifth most points to running back. So I would maybe give him the benefit of the doubt there. But you talk about the flukiness. This is not a guy that's you know producing at a level that's going to be maintainable you know you talk about his snap share being down and he's i think he's a touchdown dependent rb2 um yeah i think high-end rb2 is his upside you know assuming he scores but if he doesn't you know those touchdowns have made all the difference for his production if he doesn't get those it's going to look just like it did the few weeks before this on the past three weeks he's been fine because he's been scoring those touchdowns but outside of that it's been single-digit performances he's not involved nearly enough and it hasn't changed he said and that's 100% something to be concerned about with AJ Dillon the only reason i think it makes sense to have him here this high is because of the matchup and that you know it, it's favorable i think that the way that the packers offense is playing the receivers they're good but they still have work to do with Aaron Rodgers as far as you know being trusted christian watson's doing his thing obviously but romeo dubbs is back they just leaned on the, the running backs a whole lot last week there's no reason not to do that this week against a defense that has allowed a lot of points to them um you know, coming into the game.
0: Yeah, and the reason why I have Jamal over him is because Jamal is the goal line guy. With AJ Dillon, right. Aaron Jones can be in there pretty easily. So, you know, that's 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 my only concern there. And, you know, three weeks ago, when he actually did get it done, he only had eight carries, you know, in that game. Yeah. You know, two weeks ago, it's 18 carries. And this week, you know, on, on Monday night, it was only 11 carries. So he wasn't even efficient. <laughs> yeah, no, game. he wasn't. In the ground. So, Yeah. <laughs> You know, I have him here because he's been doing his thing, but you know, it, he's a little bit hard to trust for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Zoneman Knight at twenty-eight against Jacksonville, he has taken a bit of a fall with Zach Wilson leading that offense. Um, you know, part of his high floor was the fact that he was being peppered a little bit in the passing game. Um, you know, from Mike White and with Mike White out, I'm a little bit concerned now. The good thing is that this is a much better matchup this week uh, than it was last week against the Lions. Jacksonville yeah. has been pretty vulnerable to running backs. If this ends up being a close game, which I think it will be, Zayn and I could end up getting some, uh, getting a, a little bit of a workload here. Like I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. you know, that if he gets 15 to 18 carries, uh, and that would be great. However, if he's not targeted in the pass game, you know, and he doesn't score, you're not looking at you know a great game, right? That's my only concern with Knight. I think right. he's still a solid flex play, and he has a little bit of upside, but he has to score. He has to get in the end zone.
1: Yeah, I think that's The way I'm treating it too, you know, you kind of have it all outlined the way I would say it, especially with the workload, the chance for him to get some more rushing workload this week being up, I think that's 100% um, correct. I think that he could get that this week against a good matchup against Jacksonville. Um, The past four weeks, you know, last week they played the Lions and they're actually the worst team you want to play. If you're looking for fantasy points from a running back, they're allowing the least fantasy points over the last four weeks the Lions were. So it was a tough matchup. You can give Zonovan Knight a mulligan in this offense. The only thing for me is like we talked about last week too, with Zach Wilson under center, I'm not sure how much the receiving work is going to be there. You didn't have to rely on a touchdown with Zonovan Knight. With that receiving work there, now you do. I think he's a touchdown dependent, you know, flex play. But he has the upside that makes him intriguing as a play this week against Jacksonville, which is a pretty good matchup. I think they're allowing, is it the eighth or ninth, somewhere in that range, most fantasy points running backs over the last four weeks. So it's definitely flipped. You know, in terms of the matchups, difficulty. I, I like Zonovan Knight this week, but definitely temper expectations with them just because that receiving work is not there anymore.
0: Agreed. So, you know, to wrap it up here, we got Zach Moss at 29 and Latavius Murray at 30. Latavius Murray was able to get that volume last week, uh, but, you know, against the Rams, it's a little bit of a tougher matchup. But I think the volume can be there still because of the fact that this will likely be a close game. The Rams aren't uh, in a, high, a high power offense where they'll be able to get a lot of points scored against a good Denver defense. Um, so that's my only concern there. But it's possible that he definitely gets some volume in this game. So he'll be strictly a volume play and that's about it. Hopefully Russell Wilson's back. I think um, yeah. Zach Moss against the chargers. I have him at 29 here because listen, like he got the volume last week. This is a great rushing uh, matchup for him. So, you know, I think he's a little bit of an upside flex play. You know, if he gets 20 carries in this game, like that, that means that he should have, he deserved to be a little bit higher in, in our, rankings. Yeah. but my only concern is, like I said before, this game script is very hard to predict for me personally. Deion Jackson could be more involved. They could have they could have looked at the film and be like, oh wait, Deion Jackson's a better player, uh, which he is. Yeah. Uh, and then the, he he could get most of the workload this week. And he's the guy involved in the passing game. He caught a passing touchdown last week. So you never know. I wouldn't be surprised if if uh Deion Jackson ends up outscoring Zach Moss. But I think you know, you picked up Zach Moss, he got the work last week. Second half was all his. So I, if I had to choose between the two, I'm gonna go Zach Moss.
1: Yeah, I like Zach Moss, too, and it runs kind of contrary to the fact that, you know, they might look at the film and change some things. If I'm the Colts, I want to get as far away from what we did in the second half you know, last yeah. week because that caused you to lose the biggest lead that any team has had in NFL history. So maybe they don't go full Zach Moss, but I don't think there's a situation where Zach Moss doesn't get at least, you know, I think the bulk of the carries, you know, this week. I think that he should have at least 50 percent of the carries. Definitely going to be more, I think, but that that might be his floor. Deion Jackson might have the receiving work, but I like Zach Moss this week, just as a, you know, shot in the dark play. Someone has to take those carries for Jonathan Taylor, and if if Zach Moss is there, you know, you just take whoever you can get. When a hole like that, when a hole like Jonathan Taylor leaves opens, you know, you have to take whoever's going to be filling that hole.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Zach Moss. Uh, yeah, and it's a great matchup against the Chargers, so. Keep that in mind. Okay, Okay. that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Good luck this week. We'll be back tomorrow with our wide receiver and tight end rankings. Uh, That's going to be an interesting one, especially given all the weather. Take it easy, guys. I'll talk to you guys soon. Zach, take it easy, brother. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
1: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.